You're listening to Cockadoodle News on WUSC FM and HD1 Columbia. Hello, Radio Land. It is Wednesday, March um, 24th. April. April. Oh, is it April? It's April. Well, I totally wrote March on the paper today. Um, we have a jam-packed show for you guys. This is our second-to-last show of the season. I am your host, Rosie James. I am here with Troy Dassing, Leah Robinson, Justin Oki, and Guess. Hello, Guess. Hello. Hello. You want to introduce yourselves to the world? Yes. <laughs> My name is Megan Rigabar, and I'm a senior here. Yeah, I'm Nate Duvall. I'm also a senior here at USC. Um, well, we're going to get started in just a quick second. They are here to talk about the uh, gender inequality in the USC presidential search, because if you haven't been hit over the head with that yet, we're going to continue to do it to make a point. We're going to be right back after this quick break. Thank you. We're Vanstone. Oh, watch out for that giant after Has this ever happened to you? Hi, I'm Hawk the Roadie from Vanstone. I've suffered numerous infections and had no insurance to cover the amputation. But now, there's a free resource for musicians to check out. Visit www.futureofmusic.org forward slash hint to learn more about your health insurance options. Hawk, who are you talking to? The family of wood fairies that live in my mouth. That's disgusting. You need to get that checked out. I will, now that I have insurance. Oh no, we're getting evicted. Oh, welcome back. Um, so in case you haven't heard, USC has announced their top four for the U- for the president of the university. Pasadena's is leaving. And, um, I mean, we got three old white guys and one black guy and no women. So, to say the least, not a very diverse crowd. Yeah, I mean, not at all. When we first saw this, uh, when they released the names of the finalists last Wednesday, I think it was, that was like the first thing that came to everyone's mind that I talked to, that all four finalists were men, because that's, you know, that's like not a likely outcome. And then the crazier thing is, is that not just only the four finalists are all men, but all 11 semifinalists were also men. And that's just, that just blew my mind. We were really surprised to hear that. And I know Nate reached out to me when we first saw the finalist, and he was the one that suggested that we should do more than just talk about it. And once we started sort of putting this letter together and talking to other students about this issue, we got to meet with some representatives from the university. And we just wanted to understand, you know, what was this process that led to this outcome? Is there something that we're missing? And when we found out about the fact that the entire semifinalist pool was male, we immediately knew that there was some sort of systemic issue at hand. This is in addition to the fact that when we asked for the demographics of the original candidate pool, which was about 80 people, uh, we have not received that. The university insists that it was diverse, but we have no actual evidence to say that it was. Coincidence? Conspiracy? Question marks. Um, And in case uh, everyone else isn't aware, USC's never had a female president. Um, 2019, we've been open for... 218 years yeah. forever mm-hmm. um and so if people want to get in, in contact if they want to support the cause um i think i i'm safe to say wsc has supported this we're signed on um i i didn't even realize that till someone pointed it out i'll be quite honest because i keep my inbox has been so flooded between my radio inbox and then my like two other personal inboxes but i i am so just disturbed I have no words even though I'm going to continue to speak but I just don't know how to express that 
properly or edu- ed- educatedly. Um, so if people want to like support this, if they want to like get in contact with you to find out more, how do they do that? So we have a Facebook page. Uh, if you type in Gender uh, Inequality U of SC, you're going to find it there. And we also have a couple different petitions that people can sign. Uh, we have one for uh, student organizations. So if you're on the exec board of a student org uh, and you want to like sign on there, we already have 40 different student organizations signed on, uh, including Greek Life, uh, pre-professional groups, student media like WUSC. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a link for faculty and staff. Uh, which more than 100 different uh, professors have signed on, which is just incredible. And then we also have a link for individuals like students, alumni, community members uh, to voice their support. And I think last I checked, there was more than 250 Mm -hmm. people signed on uh, for this letter protesting the lack of gender uh, representation. And this is huge. Voicing your thoughts now is so important. One of the things that we were told when we spoke to the university was, you know, well, we'll try better next time. Pastides served 10 years. Are we going to put gender equality on the back burner for another decade? They, they didn't have an answer to that. So if we don't raise our voices now and speak about the fact that women are being somehow left out of this process, there's something wrong at some point, right. then we might miss our chance. Has the university come out and said anything other than, you know, my bad, basically? Because <laughs> I haven't, I don't know if like, mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything else. Have y'all heard something differently? Really? No. The university is like kind of just trying to like stay silent on this. They're not really... Yeah, right? Sweep it under the rug. I mean, you know, they said they had, like, a diverse pool, you know, and when we met with uh, Canty Heath, who was the secretary of the Board of Trustees, like, he said that, you know, everyone was really disappointed about this outcome, uh, but they weren't willing to do anything about it, and that's just unacceptable. We asked the question, we said, you know, if, if your board is disappointed, if we're all disappointed, then why are we not doing something about this? Right, I totally agree with you. Just something I want to say real quick. So remember Joan Gable? Mm-hmm. She was supposed to be the next, like I think she was really supposed to be the next female president or whatever. So do you think it has to be an issue with maybe the women that are not mm-hmm. stepping forward to want to be in these positions? Or do you think it's necessarily the society? So broadly, no, I think it's the society. I'll tell you why. First of all, Joan Gable left, I think, in December. She, yeah. she left months ago. And did she go to the other school to be there? University of Minnesota, yeah. yes. Okay. So, so she, so right. my point is if she was their main pick and she, they only had one woman that they were seriously considering, that in and of itself is a problem because there should be more than one woman at the table. The second thing that people have really raised is, oh, well, you know, we all want the best person who's qualified for this job. And I'll agree. I absolutely right. want the person who's most qualified for this job. Mm-hmm. But they're somehow insinuating that there is a lack of qualified women available. And it's true that some, in some higher education positions, women lack the same exact representation as men. But in the last two months alone, in a quick Google search, I found almost 10 universities who had hired a female president just in the last two months. There are qualified women out there. We're not finding them. We're not looking hard enough. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. I will say, and to agree with that, I will say I went to a town council mm-hmm. meeting the other night and there was... I think there was a majority of them. There's only one woman on a panel of, I think, about Mm -hmm. six to five men. Yeah. So it is an issue. But yeah, Yeah, I totally agree with that, too, because I hate to brag about my mom. But like my mom is either just as qualified or even more qualified than you know what I mean? Like one of my professors was like, it's not like our candidates or our finalists are like you know what I mean, blowing us out of the water with the qualifications. Like, they could have easily found women with the same qualifications, if not more. So they're definitely not looking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're most definitely just, 
You're right. Like, I definitely think it's, like, very systematic. It's an issue. I'm from North Carolina, and I know, like, how South Carolina is. So the fact that there is not a woman president doesn't surprise me. I think it's definitely, you know, like, the demographics of the area. But that's something, like, South Carolina needs to be better with. And that's, like, the crazy thing, because not even the four finalists are actually qualified for this position. Like, literally... On the list of qualifications that USC put on, they said, you know, the can the president will have a terminal degree. They'll have like an earned doctorate or a JD. The candidate who came to the forums today, Robert Caslin, he all he has is an MBA, right? Like he's literally not even qualified for this position. And you're telling me we couldn't find women who wanted this job that had doctorates? Like, it's ridiculous. Also, apparently, Caslin, like, just because of his military. Um, background and stuff like he just has connections and apparently he's going to bring in great fundraising and like that's why he's a shoe in for it you know like it's like he didn't have to have the qualifications why because and he mentioned that he was like whenever I was at West Point I gave like we brought one million dollars to the dorms and like this and this and this it just blows my mind how like it's sports and how much money you know what I mean like none of the morals of the actual candidates and I just didn't get a feel of like anyone wanting to be here for us for the students or anything I will say fundraising is a really important skill for the president to have and so I get why that that you know that is a positive quality that he brings but I do want to echo what Nate says it seems that if we're you know kind of skimping on some of the, the qualifications we originally said we wanted on the men then mm-hmm. how are we I'm, I'm just I'm not convinced by the argument there are no qualified women because every representative of the university I pressed on that they don't have any numbers for me they don't have anything to say other than is, whoops we don't know what happened is this an environment that a woman would want to be the, the president of the university in though I can't speak to is that but you know what is you think? but that's a I problem in of itself that's my question I mean I'm just I mean I'm yeah just either way I mean it's a job you know what I mean I'm, like I don't feel like a woman would be like oh no South Carolina the, like no women I mean, are already a minority and alone but you have to also think about what about women that are from an intersectional minority meaning an African-American woman or a Latino woman not even just white women mm-hmm. but especially those women and minorities of bigger markets are trying to work their ways up I mean there's a ladder ladder to climbs already high enough right. but it's seems like it's more challenging for women in general it doesn't really seem like usc tried to foster an environment that was welcoming to women or to people right. of color i mean the search community that they had there's 11 people i think what eight of them nine well, of them are men nine of them are men and almost all of them were or maybe white. it was eight I can't like remember. that's wow. you know if you're trying to like create like an inclusive face like encourage everybody to apply you know putting out a bunch of you know white dudes isn't really the way to do it Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, This is obviously going to be an ongoing topic that we have um, throughout the summer into next semester. um, And and really until we find equality within within the pool, within, I mean, at this point it's not about, you know, we need a, a female elected. It's we need to give people a chance to be elected exactly um so we're gonna take a quick break and be right back but thank you guys so much for joining us if y'all want to get involved in the cause honestly it's pretty easy to find it's quick google search and it's gonna pop right back up we'll be right back after this quick break an ordinary sunny day an ordinary family's living room filled with an ordinary bunch of kids and they were doing nothing They were couch slouching, they were rug imitating, and lazy minute after... 
Lazy Minute was passing them by when suddenly... Huh? Hey, guys, that's a personal foul. An active activity on a sunny day. Coming to the rescue was NFL running back Reggie Bush. Players don't get lazy penalties. Let's play. Those kids, they listened to Reggie. They got up and play they did. There was fun and running. There were smiles and jumping. And laziness was crushed. Hey, kids, don't get a lazy penalty. Kids, listen to Reggie and avoid lazy penalties. Be a player. Get up and play for an hour a day. Go online to check out smallstep.gov for fun playtime ideas. So you can be a player, too. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back. You're listening to Cockadoodle News on WUSC FM NHD1 Columbia. I'm your host, Rosie James. I'm joined here today with Troy Dassing, Leah Robinson, and Justin Oki. How's it going, guys? So, um... Hopping from one kind of realm of uh, education and teachers and leaders and things like that, we're going to hop right back into another with, um, so on May 1st, um, South Carolina teachers are planning a walkout. Uh, it's called the walkout to stand up for better pay for school reforms. So um, this comes from the state.com. Um, it's the Columbia newspaper. It says South Carolina teachers are again planning to leave their classrooms and march at the state house after they say their demands for school and pay improvement have fallen on deaf ears. Um, they've started a uh, the Grassroots South Carolina Teachers Group, SC4ED. Um, it's amassed a Facebook following of more than 24,000 since its inception a year ago. Um, and so they're going to be marching at the State House on May 1st. I think something that's really important to note here is like we've heard about marches throughout the country all, all of 2018 and 19, really. Um, and to my knowledge, this is the first big one that South Carolina has had because, um, I mean, South Carolina teachers aren't unionized. So, I mean, they're really putting everything at risk here and, and Mm -hmm. they can very easily get fired for standing up for what they believe is right. Yeah. A walkout is something like we, we had the, obviously after the tragic, like the Parkland, uh, shootings, there was the, the school walkouts, but, um, it's kind of interesting to see kind of the tables turned and with the teachers walking out for something that they're standing up for. Not not to say that the teachers didn't like support the victim or the survivors of the Parkland shootings and right. stuff, but that they're um, they're the ones that are kind of leaving instead of the students. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, my mom's a teacher. I don't know. If yeah, my know. my mom's an yeah. educator as well. I mean, it's. I think the behind the scenes work and like how much they really put into it is crazy and. Um, I mean, I, it's no secret um, that South Carolina is, I mean, we're we're not at the very bottom anymore. We've yeah. risen some, but, <laughs> like, that's sad that we're, like, are really, it really is. patting ourselves on the back for rising two spots. Yeah. Um, and I, I was listening to the radio the other day, and really the fact that this reform has come around recently in, in education, a lot of people are crediting not to the fact that we – really want to improve our schools but because there's a big push from businesses because they can't hire south carolinians Mm -hmm. because our students aren't graduating with the basic reading comprehension it's insane and um critical thinking skills that they need to do um what a lot of people would consider fairly um easy tasks like you know operate (laughs) forklifts run machines in factories and they don't have the reading skills to read the manual and to do the job. 
And I think it really says something about our us as a community, as a state, that we're not improving our system because we're like, hey, this is really broken. And not that this is like the sole reason, but it's um, a lot of people are saying it's a big contributing reason. But we're improving the system because, hey, we need more state revenue. And And it all just comes down to the fact that, like, there are no jobs without education. If someone doesn't have an education, they're not going to be able to get like a, even a basic level job. And the fact that like these educators, the people that pump out people who do good in the world and are are at the heads of companies and stuff like that, they have to get an education and the teachers are getting paid scraps. And it's 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 really ridiculous and I I fully support what they're doing on May 1st and it'll be it'll be really interesting to see some results that come after this um I, i'm also interested to see like what any results? <laughs> i mean how much work well, do they have to do until they listen you know yeah we'll have to see but I'm, I'm really interested to see like what kind of demographics show up as well um besides just teachers i mean uh, i'd like to see if like students are going to be showing up yeah. things like that um i'm sure parent like pto ptas will show yeah. up i mean i think more than anything i'm interested to see i'm i'm personally interested to see the backlash yeah that um it seems like you can't really do anything right or wrong without you know having some terrible consequences obviously good or good or bad there's a consequence for everything but um you know the fact that we're having to bring in outsiders quote yeah. unquote i mean obviously you know mm-hmm. you aren't from south carolina and we're not gonna like judge you um <laughs> even though we're the best state you know but i mean the university has to recruit so many students from outside south carolina because exactly. there aren't enough students within south carolina that qualify to go to this university it's sad yeah there's a lot of people from up north i was actually thinking about that um the other day because i was I saw like a tour and it was like obviously like middle school kids and I was like that's so interesting because like I never you know when I was doing stuff like going to the aquarium and stuff but yeah you see that like they actually have to like bring the kids to school to really get them to, it's like it's almost like they don't even know about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that's I didn't crazy. even know about USC really before I came here. I mean, but that being said, you know, university track is not the only track you can take. I, there's a huge push for going yeah. to technical schools, which I think is fabulous. Yeah. What um, are the ones where, like, trade schools or something? Yeah. Where, yeah, where you do something specific? I mean, I had a friend graduate. He's my always my example. He graduated from high school. He did. He went to school at night. But he graduated from high school, and then he graduated with his, like, welding yeah. degree. Yeah. I don't know what what you call it. Um, like the next day, and like he's making bank. I was gonna say welders make so much money. I don't know exactly, and well, but but then like the people welders. that are educating the welders, like they're not even getting paid enough, yeah. and that's the thing. The time we have one more quick story for you before we leave. Yeah, absolutely. So from the um, suicide death that happened in 2013 from a USC student, she was 19 years old, a public relations major. Um, this happened in 2013. Um, Anthony James Edward. Hunt, 24, sold the former USC, um, some illegal drugs, I think it was oxycodone, oxycontin, and then um, an assortment of drugs, and what she already knew that she was sui- suicidal, and um, 
Um, Hutt advised her that she could take her own life by ingesting oxycodone tablets and provided her with detailed instructions. It's a very sad case. It happened in 2013. And finally, the man that provided her the um, drugs has been has pleaded guilty to helping her commit the suicide, um, which is a terrible, terrible thing. All right. Well, that is all that we have time for today. Right quick, before we leave you, I uh, just wanted to let you guys know that we still have crowdfunding our crowdfunding page is still live you can still donate to the station um if you don't know by now we are a non-profit station which means that we can't sell ads to get money and uh twice a year we must beg you for it um but that being said this is going to a great cause um our money that you donate to the station goes to things like license licensing and maintaining equipment there are suggested donation levels on the website but of course any contribution will help we have actually met our fundraising goal Woo. for the semester. Woohoo! Woo. Um, but we would love it if you guys could get get help us get a kickstart on next year. I mean, if we raise more money than we need, that means that we have more money to buy nicer equipment and some new microphones, which I know my team would yes, love. Yes, that would be very nice. Um, <laughs> love new microphones. Yes. Yeah, new mics, uh, new equipment, new softwares. Um, just keeping up our licensing so the FCC doesn't kick us off air and the university doesn't shut nice. us down, all that fun nice. stuff. Um, and then also, you know, it, keeping the station alive not only provides the community with a very <laughs> unique radio station, um, but many of us on the news team are journalism students, and so this helps us. Um, it trains us to inform you for the future. <laughs> I mean, not wrong. Um, I take a lot of my class projects is what you hear on, on the radio station, um, and it really helps us prepare and, and get that extra training while we're still in school. Um, because believe it or not, you can't get trained in radio in the classroom anymore, which is why I joined Womp. the station. Apparently, it used to be a major. Really? It did. Found that out when I asked if I could do radio? my intern. Radio. I found out wow. when I asked if I could do my internship in at a radio station. And they're like, I don't know. You know, now that it's not a major anymore. And I was like, wow. I mean, it so makes sense because TV used to, you know, not be a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the smart thing they're doing is they're starting to put TVs in the radio rooms and broadcasting from the radio rooms. Sorry, I just want to say. Yeah. Live streaming's a thing now. Um, podcasting's a thing now. And if you would like to check out our podcast, of course, you can always go to um, wherever you find your podcast. There's Cocktail News. We upload every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at 6 p.m. Well, we will catch you guys for our last show of the semester on Friday at 6 p.m. If you need to get in touch with us before then, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter by searching WUSC News. If you need to get in touch with the station, the handles are different, but the platforms are the same. They are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching WUSC FM. Well, this is, we are out of time for now, and we hope you guys enjoyed the show, and we'll see you back here on Friday. This has been Cockadoodle News on WUSC. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 6 to 6.30 p.m.